Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. This dude, this this six foot five guy, I just remember him just kicking in the side door with his foot. And he just like collapsed Oof. it in. Here's the funniest part too. This is the part that I f- fucking forgot. I didn't do this. But the main dude that tried to uh, come in with this crew and crash the party, uh-huh. they knocked it. Everybody, somebody knocked this dude out, and then people just started pissing on him. Ew! While he was on the floor, they started pissing on his head. Ew! What the heck? Yeah, I forgot about that part. Did the guy knocked out? He was knocked the fuck out. In. Go go ahead. <laughs> oh, sa, sang, i, i, genius brain. 네, so, 안녕하세요. 저 이제 새로운 MC 마리엘 송이라고 합니다. 반갑습니다. 우! 네, 안녕하세요. 데이비스 씨. Hello. <laughs> Hello everybody. So my name is David So. I am a number one. It's a podcast host in all of the United States of America. Everybody else die, preach. <clears throat> okay, that's the end. I quit. Okay. Well, Hello, everybody. Hello. Salutations. It is a brand new year of Genius Brain. As of right now, we are going once a week, Sundays at 12 p.m. <gasps> and we're back to podcasting. Oh, no. People are going to be so sad. Yeah. You know, it, it was kind of a hard move, but um, I mean, who knows? We, we might get two again, depending on this deal that happens. But the, the hard part about it is like, you know, doing podcasts, was it what, past three and a half years, twice a week? And then still trying to do other projects and businesses. It's just been so hard. Like it's hard to like split up my time properly. So you kind of just become shitty at everything that you're doing. And there's more things I want to do with this podcast. If I do it once a week, I can make that individual podcast a lot better. Like a lot of people don't understand that there is no producer. I have no crew. You're one man business. I'm literally a one man band right Uh now. And um, part of it was because it started that way because of pandemic. Because pandemic, I couldn't see anybody. Yeah. Like I didn't want like three or four people in a room with me. And now that the Omicron variant is out, everybody's Mm -hmm. getting that shit. I literally can count past my 10 fingers how many people caught the Omicron variant. How are they feeling with the symptom? 
everybody, the worst that I've heard so far is a fever in the first day and mm. then it went away. Oh. So this variant seemingly, I am no scientist, <laughs> but it seems like it's a, it's not as severe as the, the variant that I got, the COVID-19 variant. Uh. That one wrecked my ass. Like, yeah, you lost your taste, bud. Lost my taste, lost um, my smell. I had brain fog. I had lower back pain, joint pain, a fever for three days. It was it was pretty fucking terrible. So yeah. was that hard to breathe? No, I, I was breathing perfectly fine. Okay. I didn't really have a stuffy nose or anything, but mm. the um, the brain fog was messing me up the most. Like not being able to think was so fucking hard, especially because when you're a podcaster, you have to be really quick on your feet. And I and I, I was having so much fucking trouble. How long did that last? The brain fog lasted like four or five months for me. It was a long time. Oh, wow. It was a long, long time. And I just remember it just felt like I was in a haze every day. And I started taking um, like a bunch of different supplements to see. I don't know. It could have just been time that it went away. Sure. But I had I had absolutely no idea. So now that you're doing only once a week podcasts, what can the community look forward to in 2022? Well, it's not project-based. It's more personal-based stuff. Like one uh-huh. of the things that I, I really have to get done this year because I haven't… I never actually… I mean, I know for a lot of people who have been watching, um, I've… So at the peak… And I think I actually weighed more than this before, but I I, I used to have this thing called my fitness pal, right? And mm-hmm. my fitness pal, uh, before my account, for some reason, I had this old account uh, when I started doing something called Funny Fat Fit, mm-hmm. where uh, it logged in my original weight to how, like how big I got. For some reason, I can't access that account anymore. I tried getting into it, logging in, I oh. hit it, but all that information is gone. But I remember in that account, it said the highest I was was like 280. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the fattest that I got because mm. I actually gained weight past that. So um, in that account, I think I was probably close to like maybe even closer to 290 pounds. Mm. But I had no idea, right? Like I didn't know this was happening. Well, in that span of time, I wanted to lose uh, X amount of weight and I exceeded it. I think when I was losing weight, I only wanted to lose like 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then from the 30 pounds, from I was like whatever, 280, 290, I was mm-hmm. like 250. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool. And then from 250, when I went down to like, 220. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that was cool. Then I went to 200. Yeah. And 200 was like where I felt the most fit. Mm. Um, I think anything past that is possible, but I was so active. I was kickboxing all the time. Yeah, you were. You That's know. when you met Nick, right? Yeah. So when I met Nick, I already lost like 30 pounds. So when you were with Nick, it, you were still on the bigger side, but you wasn't had as big. Yeah, yeah, you weren't as big. I, I lost 30 pounds, so I was still 250 pounds. So that's 30 pounds heavier than I am now. What You're right now… I'm 220. Is it? <clears throat> okay, 220. Yeah. So over pandemic, I gained um, 20 pounds. Mm. More, more, probably more close to 15. It was like 205. So what yeah. are, are you… Do you have like a goal weight that I you're I want to get down to 195. Really? That is the ultimate goal weight. For the year? For the year. So for the whole year. So of how 2022. Long of 2022. Like I need to get this thing done. Like because… I haven't ticked it off the box yet. Uh, so it needs to be checked. So <clears throat> once you hit 195 though, like what happens after that? I don't know. Just maintain. I could float from 195 to like 210 and I think I'll be fine. Um, 220 is a little heavier for me. And so it's not really like a physical look thing. It's just my joints hurt. Like everything. When you gain weight, if if you guys don't know this, for anybody who's been who's been big their whole life, right? I think a lot of the times we do things that we… We like to rationalize our weight because it makes us feel better, right? Mm. So when you're uncomfortable all the time and you live in discomfort, that becomes your baseline of how you feel. Mm-hmm. When you step away from that and you start losing weight, you make healthier life choices, you sleep better, you do all the stuff. When that becomes your norm, try gaining that weight back and see how shitty you feel. <laughs> like you, you feel everything that's wrong with you. So when I was like in quarantine and I lost my taste, the craziest thing that I recognized was that… It's insane how intuitive your body is. Because I didn't have taste, I could feel how different foods were affecting me. Mm. Mm. So because when food tastes so good, whatever that receptor is, whatever the endorphin, that rush you get from eating good food isn't there anymore Mm. and you don't have taste, you're only left with how the food makes you feel. Mm. So even though I lost my taste, everybody bought me snacks. You know, they distanced, they left it at the door so I could eat it or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I just want to eat these cookies because it's a familiar texture and, or, and maybe I might be able to taste something. Mm-hmm. But I would eat those cookies and I would feel like shit. 
Mm. But if I eat celery, salad, these juices, Mm -hmm. and because I couldn't taste them either way, I felt better eating that stuff. So when that that endorphin rush you get from eating good food isn't there, you're only left with how the food makes you feel. Whoa. Remember when I got out of quarantine, I lost like 10 pounds. Like I was, I was, my skin looked great too. That was the crazy thing. Oh, your skin. When I got out of quarantine, my skin was so clear. Why was that? I think it's just because of the food I was eating. Huh. I was drinking a shit ton of water. Mm-hmm. I was eating uh, yogurt, uh, vegetables, fruits, lean proteins, uh, and a lot of soup. Mm-hmm. And then when I came out, my skin was K-pop status. I was, I was BTS. <laughs> BTSing my skin. <laughs> Is that why you posted the oppa sarang your I photo was oppa sarang because my skin was never going to be like that ever again. Oh my gosh. Yeah, That's but so it's, it's it's pretty damn insane. You went to Canada recently. How was that? Oh my God, I loved it. Thank you, Janet, so much for making me have an amazing trip. Can I just say how Nani. much of a baby this girl is? I'm such a so baby. So before she was about to leave to Canada, right? And, you know, I did <laughs> warn her about a, a lot of these travel restrictions because Canada is super strict about traveling. Yeah. This girl… <clears throat> She found out that she might not be able to go because, you know, borders were closing up. They, they became really strict because mm-hmm. of COVID. And people yeah. in Canada take COVID very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. I get a phone call. You know what she says? She goes, I'm over here. I'm going to be stuck in this prison for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, this I was house done. that we have in a very, very affluent area in Los Angeles. She, got, <laughs> she called it a fucking prison. It was… Okay, I didn't call the house a prison. I called my room a prison. Oh, your room? Only because… I'm going to insert a video clip of what your room looks like. (laughs) No, I love my room. My room is great. But when you have to work all day and cannot get out because of work, it's really hard to appreciate what you have, right? So that is why… prison? I had to… It's not the look of it. It's the physical presence of it. Yeah, but you could walk out of your room and then go which, right outside. Exactly, which is why I have about 800 steps a day <laughs> because that's what I do. I'm like, I need some vitamin C. So I'll go out, do some laundry, get some vitamin D. You know and what we back. call this in Korean? Like where they just, <laughs> they just everything is so hyper-exaggerated. And, well, that's that, that's exact reason why I had to leave because I didn't have this like mental break just like refresh myself and I really needed that and that's why I was even willing to go to Toronto where it said that it was gonna be raining snowing like things are closing down and I was like F it I'm gonna take my chance because I'm about to go crazy so I did and I'm so glad I did because I feel so rejuvenated by it um Jen and my friend who I met in Taiwan through Dragon Boat she was there and she like totally took care of me. It was the great hospitality. Um, I got to try three different coffee shops every day walking about 20 to 30K steps. And it was like a ghost town there. She was so videos. And that was the best part is that it was almost very empty. When Jenna and I were walking around, she'd be like, we never come here because it's so crowded. But there's like maybe 20 people at most. It was so quiet. Which I also very loved. Yes, about 90% of the stores were closed. (laughs) Because Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then the day after Christmas is Boxing Day. The hell is that? Uh, It's where, I don't know, it's like their sale day, I I guess. Okay. But Christmas Day, everything's closed. Uh, Boxing Day, it was a little bit more packed. Like the malls were packed. They had lines everywhere, but we didn't want to go indoors. So it was all outdoors. But a lot of the times… Even after Christmas Day and during the week between Christmas and New Year's, a lot of stores close because they want to have a holiday. Um, But that said, we were in downtown Toronto, so we had a lot of access to like other places. So my goal, I told her, I was like, I just need to walk and have some coffee and maybe a little bit of bread or something. That's all I need. And it was fabulous. So you just wanted prison food? (laughs) I just need bread and water. And I'll be fine. Okay, I needed some fruit too. I told her, I was like, we need to go to some veggie restaurant. So we went to a place called Fresh, which is so freaking good. It was a like a vegan place. I never trust what her idea of what hella good is, dude. Every time she talks about food that's hella good, it's always whatever. Well, you and I have different <laughs> palates. She and I really enjoyed Fresh Restaurant. Actually, we have very similar palate. And then, have you tried the sandwich called Pea Something? 
Oh, a pea sandwich? That sounds delicious, no, by hold the on, way. Hold on, hold on. No, it's it's um Canadian turkey sandwich. It's called pea something sandwich. I forgot. Damn it. But it's at St. Lawrence Market. Um, they came out on a TV show. But basically, it's Canadian turkey. They've had it since like 1800 and it's been the passed down. Canadian turkey? Canadian bacon. Sorry. Okay. Canadian <laughs> bacon. Canadian. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is a Canadian turkey, Canadian dude? Canadian bacon. Gobble, gobble, eh? Piedmont? No. What the fuck is it called? But it, the thing is, it tasted kind of like turkey and hamish. So you would think, so basically. So smoke, like a smoked turkey. It's not smoked, though. It's not smoked. I'm, but, I'm very disinterested in this sandwich. But it's so good. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like greasy and like, you know, too much flavor. But it happened to be like the perfect flavor and seasoning. The so sandwich good. doesn't sound that good, to be honest with you. I, you might not like it because it probably, I don't know. You might not like it. It doesn't have any flavor. <laughs> it has enough flavor. She she once fed me. So <laughs> she bought these like multi-grain like quinoa bowls. And I saw her munching on this shit like it was hella delicious. She's like, oh, this is so good. And she spoons it in my <laughs> mouth. It was fucking disgusting. It was okay. It was sour. I was really it was hungry. just cold, mush. It was not good. But this one was really good. Even came out on TV. That's how we found out about it. Well, just because things come out on TV doesn't mean it's good. It's true. That's why I was like, mm, I'm not sure. But when I had it, I was like, so good. Anyway, so I had that. I had like so many different coffees. It was so delicious. What else did I have? Uh, and also her friends treated me out. Oh, apparently Canada in Toronto has the best dim sum. Because uh, those chefs who were in Hong Kong apparently flew over to Toronto. And so they're known for like to have like the most delicious dim sum. So I- I've never really had dim sum at a place where I'm like, whoa, this is the best ever. I know that mm. like usually when they're good, they're all good. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're serving basically. It was definitely same- good. Uh, yeah. Like I'm, I don't eat dim sum that often. So I wouldn't know like exactly what's defined good. But this was really delicious. So yeah. You just basically did the same shit you could have done here. She went to go yeah. eat dim sum. She had coffee. Legit. It's the same food I would have here. But the difference is that I was walking 30K. I cannot do that here. Yes, you can. You choose not to. No, it's a different ambience. See, I told… Oh my god! I told Janet how David wouldn't understand this because walking… <laughs> I because in, like when you're walking and there's a lot of things to see, like you're walking, your walk becomes so much more fun. But then if there's nothing but like just cars passing by, there's nothing fun to look at. The walk seems like infinity. There's plenty of places like that here. You just don't go out. You, that's the funny thing about. And pe- take me there. Here's the funny. Here's the funny take thing me. about people who live in LA. Like people who live in this city. They tend to get – sometimes they get jaded about things when they never walk outside the, the front of their door. Like you've it's, – it's, it's not just you. Take it's just, me. Take like, me like, oh, this It's just so crazy out here. Like what do you, what do you mean? I walk every day. There's, I've taken you to – Yeah, you walk in places – well. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home – it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
my lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too, but here's a breath of fresh air. Fume, it's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Hey all, it's David So, and if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. This podcast is brought to you by Luma Labs. So you've heard of microdosing, have you? But if you haven't, there's info all over the internet. Well, microdose gummies have microdoses of THC, and they just released six flavors of higher THC gummies based on sativa, indica, and hybrid strains. And guess what? Because it's hemp-derived THC, they're available nationwide. Listen, you deal with sleep problems or anxiety, this just might be the thang thang for you. You're going to get a dope mood lift without getting the THC high, which I do not like. There's a reason microdosing is getting so popular for health and wellness. If you want to learn more about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdosegummies.com and get them delivered to your door for free shipping and 30% off your first order. Use code BRAIN. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdosegummies.com and code Brain. Granted, that one walking spot with Khalif, that place is really cool. But like, you could just you have you can walk anywhere and be fine. Not anywhere. Like, I'm I'm not going to be walking around K Town, Little Tokyo. Oh no, I mean like, like ter- I find places with good scenery. Yes, yeah, and usually they're like nature scenery, and that's great. I I think I'm more. I'm so used to walking around like in you know like in Tokyo, like walking and seeing all the different buildings in Taiwan, like. Same thing. And it was the exact same environment in Toronto. It just happened to be downtown Toronto. That's why. And it's just so fun looking around different like architecture and like designs. And it's just, it was just fascinating. I enjoyed it so much. Look, I'm glad you had a great vacation. Yes. <laughs> like, but- I am so rejuvenated. And can I say, at least the Canadians whom I met, they're so freaking nice. See, that's the funny thing too. Everybody in LA does this. And I don't understand what the fuck people okay, are talking about. don't generalize the LA No, folks. no. Everybody does this in Los Angeles. Every time people leave Los Because I'm not from Los Angeles, by the way. I'm Sacramento all the way. 916, homie. What's good? Cut. But, yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm not from Los Angeles, right? But people from who's like either they lived here or they lived here for an extended period of time. Mm. They go somewhere else and they go, oh, people are so much nicer. But in my mind, I'm like… Where the fuck do you go? Like who <laughs> Sacramento the fuck, folks like, who are the nice fu- too. Like who yeah. the fuck are you talking to? The neighborhood, we're the nicest people ever. Yeah. We walk by, good morning, hi. The the guy Armin, the old man, he always greets me all the time. I don't know who Armin is. See, because but- you don't go out. And so these people, the they say hi. Oh, you mean here? Yeah. They no. say hi. They say good morning. They're super sweet. They wave. So the it's like perspective. It's like we choose not to see – because you're also out and about and you're exploring. Mm. If you're not doing the same here, this is a false comparison. People are also very nice in the city. It oh. just depends on where you're from. I'm not saying they're mean. I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that they're mean. It's just the Canadians who whom I met are very nice. And I think they're also very nice here too. And like I said, yeah, this is from somebody sure who's not are. from the city. Like yeah. I think – People are very nice. I'm pretty sure if you go to a shitty place in Canada, there's going to be some, yeah, I'm sure. some rude-ass people. Okay. 
let's be clear. I didn't say people are rude here. I did not say that. Oh, I'm not saying, but I'm saying, <laughs> but it sounds like everybody does that comparison thing. It's like, I think we, uh, we, we don't judge where we're, where we're at in the correct lens. Because the weird thing is, is when people come to Los Angeles, they explore this place because it's new. Mm. If somebody who lives here explored Los Angeles as if it was new and they tried new things, mm. it would be just as fun. I'm sure. There's a reason why everybody comes to the city because there's always something to do here. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like, it's, it's, like if you could, you probably have the time of your life here too if you would explore the city. I mean, look, look. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on here. But I didn't say that I don't like it here. I didn't I, say that either. <laughs> I Here's the thing. I came back home and I said, man, do I love my home. <laughs> so therefore, you love the, I do like it here. I just, like I said, I'm I, needed, you, I need a break. I'm telling you from your, from my experience with you, you you have, you don't explore this city at all. Well, maybe it's because this is your city. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm not from here. Mm-hmm. So when I see stuff here in Los Angeles, there's always something to do. There's mm-hmm. always something fun going on. There's other places. There's new restaurants. There's just so many things. Yeah. When you're here though, your energy here versus when you go somewhere else is two different things. Of course, because there is just pure fun. Like it's vacation. I don't need to worry about anything. I don't need to do errands, do be an adult. I could just live. You could do that here though. You choose not like this is this is just me being straight. I'm I've been with her now for seven years. You're right? so weird. I don't understand why you're like putting rain over me i'm just like i had a good time i'm not saying you shouldn't have a good time i'm saying that oh you could also do that stuff here i'm sure i can yeah i never say i cannot i just needed a break from my house just like how you go out for a walk like during pandemic you went out for like four my four hours i think this is just stems from the conversation of you calling this place a prison yeah because i I find that offensive why do you find that offensive this is a nice place it is a nice place it's just like this if you eat your favorite food every day, you won't appreciate it as much as you have it once in a while. A better comparison is this. Your favorite food is in your face every day, but you have a phone that has Postmates with different foods and you choose not to use it. That's how I view it. Huh? So your, <laughs> My eyes twitched. So your, <laughs> your room, so your room uh-huh. is your favorite food. Okay. Right? But then right outside your room, there's pizza, pasta, everything mm-hmm. else. You just don't look at it. Mm-hmm. And you're just focused on the fact that you have to eat this every day even though it's really good mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Mm. That's my comparison, right? Okay. I'm not saying it's just you. I just hear so many people do that. For some reason, like people in the city, like they go, oh, I need to get away from the city. It's like, you know, like downtown Los Angeles like this big. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's so many other parts of the city mm-hmm. to explore. Yeah. I, think, I think it's just that, that yeah, perspective. Yeah, I think that's the part is that if you want to explore, I don't like driving. So that involves driving. I want to just walk. I could walk here, but there's not much to explore when you're walking. You're just exploring to see different houses, different mountains, different front yard, but not really like architecture wise. It's just not as like different and vibrant. You know what I mean? I could drive down to like maybe K-Town or Art District, but there's driving involved and it's a very intense driving. Anybody who knows, drive through downtown LA, it is insane. But yes, that said, I needed a little break so I could come back and appreciate things more, which I do. Like, for I wonder, example, I wonder if you I'm could just kind of shirt. do that thing in your head where you click and you try to explore Los Angeles as if you don't live here. I could probably do that. Because right now, you, you, everything you talk about about the city when you do things, everything's a chore. And I know this because it's going a chore. Outside, it's a chore. Like going uh, outside is a chore. Like, even, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've, you've lost that. That that thing about you where you can, where your explorative behavior in the city has disappeared now, mm. and you haven't experienced a lot what this city just has to offer, right? Because there's a reason why people come here. Mm-hmm. It's because it's fun. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why people literally travel across this country to come here and have mm-hmm. fun. So it's like when I hear people who live here, they're jaded about stuff when they haven't even heard. Or have been to the things. That's why like when people come here and they they kind of show me around the city. Because they have this like itinerary list that I never even knew about. Yeah. It's like when you're at the <laughs> beach. Living at the beach. Or close to the beach. You rarely go to the beach. Because it's just so right there. Not me dude. If I'm next to the beach. Your boy going to the beach baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when time. I used to live uh, in Culver City. Near the beach. I would always take out. Uh, take out. Take my bike to Marina Del Rey. And bike around there. Because mm. I loved. The scenery of it. 
So I do explore. And then I would kind of just get lost in my way. But like there's just so much to explore over there that it was fine. I think it's just our certain area here, which I still love. Well, yeah. I think it's because we're also in a very like suburban area. So our suburban area doesn't really have like too many close coffee shops or whatever. If we want to go to a nice coffee shop, we have to kind of go a little bit of ways. Yeah. So it's it's not as accessible as certain other parts. Yeah. Because right? when you were in Culver City, you everything was just a bike ride away. I was so fun. And it was not only bike away, but there was just so much to explore. Mm-hmm. I, there's just a different thing about it. Yeah. I don't know. But that all said, I'm really glad to be back. Because when I was on that vacation, which was so much fun, part of me… Like there, I had a thought for a second be like, oh, I feel good. I can't wait to go back home and work now. And I was like, whoa. And I was so happy. You had such a different life growing up. So every time I go… So I went back to Sacramento for Christmas, right? Mm -hmm. And the weird thing about going back to Sacramento for Christmas is like… there. So I get to kick it with a lot of my old old friends from back in the day, right? And you know, I've had… I lived a very… A duplicitous life, meaning that I hung out with so many different people you're depending on what's on just what kidding. stage. No, that's not being too. I'm like, just kidding. It's you. You're depending on what stage of your life, right? So it's like when I was super into anime, I was hanging out with these anime kids, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, when I wanted to do like stupid shit, I was hanging out with a bunch of other different people. Mm-hmm. But there are parts of like these stories that I remember that other people remember differently because we kind of create our own narrative in our head. Sure. And so I was telling her this, where, and I've told this story too, but. Years ago, um, there was this, there's this spot. So Sacramento is originally a huge farm town, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of agriculture there. Uh, even in my high school, we had an agriculture pro- program. Every every semester or so, they would bring in like farm animals for us to pet and touch. Um, but <clears throat> so there would be like homes like on the strip in this area in Sacramento where it's just all fields. And there's a lot of like new development homes there now. But before, it would just be somebody in this huge area with just like a shack. Mm. Well, those shacks, people would either throw raves. They would throw huge party house parties or whatever, right? Um, and there was a lady that we used to uh, kick it with. And she was a lot older. I don't know exactly who she is or who she was connected to if that was somebody's aunt or whatever but mm. she always allowed us to throw parties at her house she was super chill she also used to grow a lot of weed mm. <laughs> so and this is when it was illegal mm-hmm. so she used to grow a sativa mm-hmm. like out there and then you know she would allow whoever wanted to smoke some shit here and there and then buy some buy offer and stuff like that well <laughs> i met up with a buddy of mine and then we started reminiscing about these dumb stories and i was telling him the story about the time when we were throwing a party there and there was a group of dudes that tried to crash this party. Mm-hmm. So for us, if we don't know you, you're not allowed to come to the party. It's just safer that way, mm-hmm. right? And there was people over there who were, you know, quote unquote, a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. But they were all chill. We were all friends that kind of grew up together. <laughs> when I told this story, how I remembered it was he was out in the front. These dudes were basically causing trouble saying that they were to come to the party. And then, mm-hmm. you know, my buddy comes up to me. He goes, hey, shit's going down. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do this but if your friend asks you to back you up you're going to back them up mm-hmm. a huge brawl breaks out we just start fucking throwing down it was like everybody they didn't know that everybody in this house party everybody knew each other mm. so it wasn't like three or four people are going to fight these other four three or like four or five people or whatever it was the whole house mm-hmm. was going to come out and fuck these dudes up and that's exactly what happened it was literally a huge brawl what i completely forgot and this is what he told me he goes hey remember when you fucking started smashing that dude's car up like it was a Street Fighter game. And I paused and I was like, that's right. I actually forgot about that part of the story. Uh So what happened was the main dude that was mouthing off, he got his fucking ass beat. Mm. Specifically, there was a dude, I'm not going to say his name, but he was like a six foot five Samoan dude. Mm. Huge. He looked like a giant. And this dude, for some reason, he would just always look for fights. He could he would fuck everybody up. This dude happened to be at the party. Mm-hmm. He was beating the shit out of everybody, like tossing people, just chucking people. And the guys who came over, they all got the shit beaten out of them and then everybody started fucking up their car, the car that they rolled in. Oh my God. And so we started like kicking in the side door, smashing out the side view Weren't mirrors. Were the neighbors calling 911? No, this is a farm town. There's no neighbors. Oh. It's literally a shack in the middle of a field. Mm. There's nobody around. Mm. And so literally 
this dude, this this six foot five guy, I just remember him just kicking in the side door with his foot. And he just like collapsed Oof. it in. Here's the funniest part too. This is the part that I fu- fucking forgot. I didn't do this. But the main dude that tried to uh, come in with this crew and crash the party, uh-huh. they knocked it. Everybody, somebody knocked this dude out and then people just started pissing on him. Ew. While he was on the floor. They started pissing on his head. Ew. What the heck? Yeah. I forgot about that part. Did the guy knocked out? He was knocked the fuck out. That's... He was on the floor and then people just started pissing Ew. on his head. Gross. See, Crazy. I don't, I don't, I, I was never in that kind of party. I was, uh, I think I was 21 at the time. Like I wasn't, I wasn't super young. Can I tell you a story that I, as you were saying this, it reminded me of a story that Janet told me, which I completely forgot. But when we're in Taiwan, um, we went to go see a palm reader. He's like really well-known palm reader guy and only spoke Chinese. So Janet came with me or she took me there and to translate. And he was telling me about my life, life story. And he's like very accurate about the future. And he was saying, oh, in the next few years, like, you know, coming soon, like you're going to be working in the entertainment, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay. Which actually did happen. And he said, oh, soon you'll meet your man. And what I remember is that I'll just meet my man. But then Janet, when we met this this time, she said, do you remember how accurate that guy was? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, he said, you'll meet a big guy who's really funny. That's so general though. But I said, wait, really? Because we were asking, so how is this guy? I was like, is he good looking? Blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, he's going to be very funny. And so he basically said I was ugly. <laughs> fuck this guy. What's his name? What's this fortune teller's name? Oh, <laughs> fuck this fool up. <laughs> is he going to be good looking? Well, he's funny. This is the most offensive thing. We're ending the podcast right now. What did you fuck? Look at continue. Excuse, Excuse me. Excuse me? I think you're good looking, okay? <laughs> no, but when you the were way, 300 pounds, the way he I dodged, thought you were very cute. The way so, he dodged here. that question is hilarious though. I mean, is he is he good looking? He's funny. <laughs> no, he straight up said no. <laughs> he didn't dodge. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> but if you want to know the accuracy, he said no. But well, he was wrong. I guess he's not very accurate. <laughs> he said he's pretty big, like tall, and he is going to be a very funny guy. Like he will make you laugh. And I don't recall that part. And Jenna said, I recall that because I had to translate it for you. And I was like, oh. So, yeah. Where's he at? But he also said you were going to get married at 26. 27. Which was, didn't happen he yet. He was wrong. And he was wrong 50%. about me being ugly. This guy doesn't know shit. I, What's hey, his address? I'm beating his ass. <laughs> hey, do you care so much if I think that you're cute? I don't care. This guy called me ugly. All right? <laughs> I don't This fucking fortune teller. Oh, uh, yeah. So what does he look like? Oh, you know. You a goblin, <laughs> you know, a clown. <laughs> a clown. You know, he might smell a little funny. Oh. He's from Sacramento. Ew, smell funny. You smell great. I always smell good. I know you do. I Thank always God. smell. If good. you smell bad, I'd be like, mm, sorry. Can't. No, I can't. I can't smell bad. Big people can't smell bad. That's the general rule of thumb. I'm glad. Please say it out loud out there. Dude, I I got to catch up on so many people. You know what the sad thing is? Is is when you hear these stories about people that uh, in my eyes were very promising, right? Uh, it kind of just goes to show too. It's like you could have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have the right people around you mm. and discipline, it doesn't fucking matter. Some of the most gifted human beings that I grew up with, right? And in high school, they mm. had very magnetic personalities. Everybody wanted to be friends with them. Mm. Super funny, very talented, very likable, sociable. Girls like them. Everything was popping. Mm. And then uh, met up with a couple of friends, asked how they're doing. All coked out, heroin, oh. heroin addicts. Oh. The saddest fucking thing. And to be honest with you, I got a little, a little emotional because we all grew up in the same neighborhood. But it's weird how though we all grew up in the same neighborhood, there's some small little factors in their life that's very different from mine that made them go different ways. Mm. Right? Mm. So one guy um, was a B-boy. Uh just a really funny, cool, chill dude was in the wrestling team. Uh, he ended up actually owning his own um, pool business where he would like – he had his own business at the age of like 25. Like we were super fucking young. Mm. So when we were all struggling, he was a business owner, mm-hmm. killing it. 
finds out his business is gone. He did some other shit. He's mm. like, he got he got hooked on heroin or cocaine. I forgot, which I don't even know how the fuck that happened. And, you know, his business is gone. He got rid of everything, I think, just, just to fuel his habit. Oof. Another buddy of mine, and I always say this too, is like, I'm probably, to me, in my personal opinion, one of the least funniest people in my group. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is 10 times funnier than I am. I, I was just better at piecing it together and making stand-up out of it or content. Because sometimes when you're a funny person, it doesn't mean that you're a very good performer or a great entertainer. Right. I just, you know, they, these guys, arguably, every time I see them, I'm crying laughing because that's yeah. how funny they are. Sure. Uh, one of the guys, um, he, we actually started doing stand-up together around the same time. Right? This mm-hmm. dude is so fucking funny. Like, I remember uh, he he didn't, he got discouraged doing stand-up because he had a set that he just completely busted on. And it kind of wrecked his, his like, his ego, mm-hmm. um, his pride a little bit. Because every time we're in a group together, if we tell jokes, he's always having us in tears laughing. Mm-hmm. And that's how funny his jokes are. But, you know, a lot of the times, like, funny people forget. It's like, stand-up comedy is, is a performance thing. It's an entertainment thing. You have to work on this. This shit's a fucking, uh, it's a skill that you mm-hmm. have to work on. And I don't think he really understood that. So he tried to tell these jokes on stage. Where it was funny to us because we knew who he was. Mm. We knew who his wife was at the time and there's background story to Mm -hmm. it. But when you tell this joke or this funny little setup, you have to tell this joke to people who don't know who the fuck you are. Mm -hmm. They don't have the background. They don't know that you're a funny person. You have to prove how funny you are. And he didn't really think about that Mm. because he was doing this set. It's it's a set that he tried to work on because it was a joke that he told us about how the first time he tried anal with his wife. And it was literally the funniest fucking story I've Uh ever heard in my life. But he didn't know how to translate it on stage. Uh-huh. Um, but having said that, this guy was super fucking talented. He was just dope at everything that he did. Um, come to find out, trying to find out where he was, a friend of mine lent him a few, you know, a few thousand dollars to to help, you know, get his get him back on his feet. Obviously, never paid it back. Uh, was hooked up on like heroin. He got. How do people get hooked up on heroin? Because that's like so much money. I don't know, like. <laughs> was heroin? It's like an opioid, right? So you know, um, I people, mean, maybe they were really depressed. People, people love that feeling. I, I personally hate it. So you tried it? No, like when when I was in the hospital with you, you saw me on the IV drip oh. where I had an opioid inside me oh. and it had me all space. I fucking hated that feeling. I hate it. I hate it with everything that I have. Mm. That's why I don't like being high either, because I don't like that feeling of just being loose. They're like, well, just let yourself go. I actually hate that feeling. You're I, so in control, David. <laughs> Loosen up. I could be loosened up, but I don't need drugs to do that though. Mm. I could just I could just be in the ocean and float for four hours and not think of anything. <laughs> True. When See, I walk I can't do that. Like yesterday, I walked six uh, five miles. Mm-hmm. My mind just went blank and I just kept walking in circles. So I don't need mm. stuff to be disconnected and then kind of relax. Mm. I can do that on my own. The problem is is that I want to do it when I choose to, and I want to snap out of it when I want to snap out of it. Sure. When I'm high. It doesn't have. It's. I'm. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, what is I, this going to Please just stop now. You know. I, I don't like it. Uh. But it's sad. Like I, I went back and finding out these dudes just didn't turn out the way that I expected them to was, or just like any of us thought. Yeah. And, and it, it kind of goes to show with the idea of talent doesn't mean shit without action, mm. and it really depends on the people that you grew up around. So, uh, a lot of the friends who we hung out with that kind of did better than mm. these people. Better in the terms of like our careers and our life choices, right? We all left. Mm. We we still hang out with the same group when we meet together, but everybody kind of left. One of the guys went to the military. Um, Gabo became a doctor. He moved over to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved to Los Angeles. We all kind of like stepped away and we saw something that was a lot bigger. Mm -hmm. Because when you grow up in a very small town, sometimes the the only thing that you can base your success or your goals on are this just a small group of people around you. And that's the only perspective that you have. Yeah. And then some people become very narrow-minded. Yeah. Because of that. And it happens a lot too. Like you it's, you know, we call these echo chambers, right? Like you you just you only say things or hear things that you want to hear and everybody else's opinion is really, really fucking dumb, mm. right? And just having that conversation constantly is like we've, we've, we've seen it multiple times, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I've seen it so often, especially like around certain people that she knows. Like I, mm-hmm. I have trouble being around them because they are the exact example of people who ask questions not to know what the answer is. They ask questions expecting you to say something that they mm-hmm. already believe in. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the most fucking annoying things 
that anybody can do. So they'll like, I'll just throw out a random example. It'll be like, oh, uh, what is this couch made out of? Right. And then you'll say, oh, it's 100% leather. And they go, I don't think that it's leather. It's like, well, yeah, well, you know, I got it from this place. This person made it, blah, blah, blah. They're like, well, who's the person? It's like the person is from, I don't know, from this place. And they make the leather hand stitched. Oh, when did you meet him? It's like, okay, what the fuck do you want now? No, it's not leather. <laughs> it's like, are you gonna, are you interested in this leather? No. Are you then, interested in the couch? <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna get a couch soon? No. Then why are you asking me all these questions? Who cares? Yeah, those people are the hardest people to be around. Yeah. Because like I said, they're ne- they never ask questions because they're curious. They ask questions because they already have an answer in their head that they want you to confirm. So when you go back and have reunion then, how do you have… Because everyone is different. It's so different that some people… You could still communicate, but others, such as example, you could have only limited conversation. So when you guys come back together, how do you guys still all mingle and keep in touch? Well, I have different groups though. So like there's a certain group of people that that don't really get along with this group and the other person doesn't get along with this group. But because I was kind of like a little bit everywhere, I kind of get along with everybody. Mm -hmm. So um, we don't really cross mingle like that. But these people, just because we have different lifestyles doesn't mean that they don't have anything to offer in these conversations, right? So what I do is vastly different from what my other friends do, right? Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the exciting thing. It's very, very fun to go ahead and hear what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes too, like I don't like it when people go, oh, I'm not doing some exciting shit like you. I didn't ask you what I, I know what the fuck I do. Mm-hmm. All right. And in fact, I don't even like talking about the shit that I do. What do you do? Mm. Right. Because I want to know, I want to learn about, you know, the life that you live in the past three years. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when they hear about my career, they're like, oh, it's not going to be fun. It's exciting. Well, the, that, that's very subjective. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, what have you been up to in the last few years? Like, one of the saddest things that I ever heard, too, and I was telling her this, too, uh, on the phone when I found out, there was a kid that, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to say names, but literally it was all over the news. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, home invasions were really big. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've told a previous story where uh, somebody that I knew is actually still in jail now for, not a friend of mine, but somebody that I knew. Mm-hmm. It's... um my friend's uh, sibling mm-hmm. fucking invades a home, mm-hmm. <clears throat> goes inside, tries to rob it, um, sexually assaults the girl that was inside that house. Yeek. Gets caught. Um, <laughs> he wasn't very smart. In jail now, probably for a very, very long time. Maybe, I, I, I mean, he's been in there for quite a few years already, mm-hmm. but I think his term is still like another like 20 years. Uh, it's a very, very long time. And I'm, by the way, I'm using the word sexual assault because you know what the actual word is. So um, <clears throat> there's somebody else that we used to kick it with back in the day. This is not him, but this is this person's sibling. Um, I remember that sibling. Oh my God. Very, very sweet. Uh-huh. Right? Super goofy, very nice, whatever. Um, turns out there was an article about um, this guy's sibling. Uh, invaded a home. Murdered two brothers. And murder the father that was in the house. Uh-huh. And the craziest fucking, from a home invasion. And this house was Did he have a gun? Yes. Yeah. Shot both the brothers to death and then killed the father too that was in the house. The craziest fucking thing about that shit is that was like literally right around the corner from my house. Mm. Like maybe a two minute drive. Mm. That's how close it was from where I, from where, where I live. Blows my fucking mind. Two, three minute drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. And you look at this kid. And I want to figure out what happened along the way that made this person that way. Mm-hmm. And by the way too, craziest part about the story is that the I believe the person that he killed is actually his friend. Did he know that it was his friend? I'm not sure. I mean, I highly doubt that he didn't know. But if he didn't know and he just invaded his home and killed him and, and the dude's brother and the father, blows my fucking mind. How do you? I don't know. It's like, how do you kill someone? People don't know. Like when I tell these stories about like how I grew up and where I live, it kind of seems like a far-fetched idea, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but once again, I found a strong group of people that helped mold me to be a better person, right? And also I had really great parents as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe these people didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and it just, I just know for a fact too, I believe in their life, like the parents are very kind of absent. 
because they're you know they're also immigrant parents too. They're they're working every day, so mm-hmm. the hand in raising these kids are also a lot more distant than mm-hmm. the the regular family that you see, mm. right? So it's like w- when you see the 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 classic seventh heaven family, yeah, right? Mom and dad are there. Hey, kid, what do you want for breakfast? Oh, I want some cereal. Fruit Loops, gotcha. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like that in my house when mm. I when I woke up in the morning. My mom had breakfast laid out and they were already at work. Mm. You know, mm. when we came home, we had dinner and we had a meal together. But other than that, or I was working at the store with them. Mm-hmm. So this is like the reality that we have. And, you know, as much as I fought with my parents all the time, they had a heavy hand in the way that I was raised. And they also showed me that I was loved. Mm. A lot of my friends, even even going back and having conversations with them now, they don't, they. They're not sure. We had a we had this thing too where I was like, hey. Did your parents ever say I love you to you? Uh. He goes, absolutely not. Asian? Uh, Asian. It's a common thing in Asian though. Yeah, they go, no. They don't They don't say I was like, he goes, I don't think I've ever hugged my dad. Very common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. Especially I, if it's a dude. Yeah, because I hug my dad. I hug my dad. I, I, you know, I still give my mom kisses and I still hug my mom. Yeah, you do. Which yeah. is not common. <laughs> I mean, Asian community where instead of saying I love you, you say, did you eat? You want to eat? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like that's yeah. our language saying I love you. Like we care about you. But I mean, especially our parents' generation, it wasn't part of it. So unfortunately, um, but some people, fortunately, like your family, you guys could, you guys do it. Like I, it's hard for my family to say that. It's not common. Yeah. Like we didn't grow up saying it though, but there's something that definitely flipped in my parents' mind where they they wanted to say I love you. They wanted to, Good. They wanted to reach out. Because my mom never really said… I love you too growing up. Like it just mm. wasn't. But one of the things that she was very, very like um, adamant about was creating a close relationship. Like she said too, like, you listen, you if you didn't, weren't going to call me every Friday, I was going to call you. Because mm. no matter what, I'm going to be a part of your life. You have no choice. Mm. So it took a very long time. But eventually I, I found the importance of being close to my mom and developing that relationship. Because before it wasn't like that. Yeah. It was, it was very, very weird and awkward. She would, I would never call her on Fridays. And that's <laughs> the only thing she would ask when I went to college. She goes, mm. the only thing you have to do is call me on Friday. Mm. Um, whether it's in the morning or at night, just call me. And I would never, ever do it. Mm. And my mom would be so pissed. She would get so fucking mad. I mean, as a normal boy in college, yeah. If I calling your mom Friday is not something you would like to do that's it's normal but your mom was persistent about it and so now you guys still talk <laughs> which is kind of crazy and you guys have really really close relationship although yeah. your mom personality is someone who can talk to anyone not feel uncomfortable and she has a great personality i always wondered too it's like not all parents <clears throat> are like that cuz i remember just talking to my mom and i and i asked her um like what she was going through during the time that I was always getting into fights. Mm. And she she just said that it was very stressful. She was always scared that, you know, something was going to happen to me. Mm. But she also understood I got bullied a lot. Mm. So it was like, you know, what do you what do you do here? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what what do you fucking do? Like I was so troublesome. I remember when I was in Korea and um I didn't know I don't know Korean culture. I only know Korean culture from a Korean American perspective. Mm. I'm an American that's a Korean kid, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, you know, I'm definitively Korean American. But when I was in Korea, I didn't understand really the hierarchy and importance of age. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it, mm. right? So when I was in Korea, I remember I got in trouble because we were in a subway mm-hmm. and this dude shoulder bumped. I'm 14, by the way, but I'm this size. Mm-hmm. I'm 14 and this like older guy, he's probably in college or whatever. He's walking, he shoulder bumps me. And I fucking turn around and I stare at him. I'm like, the fuck, Right. And my mom just got so mad. She goes, you can't do that. I was like, why? Because he's older. I was like, I don't give a fuck. This guy just pushed me. Right? She goes, it's different here. Like, he's an older person. Just let it go. I I couldn't. So I could just imagine the amount of anxiety my mom had. And I remember my aunt was there. And she was telling me in Korean. She goes, you know, if you're my kid, I just fucking kill you. (laughs) Whoa. Right? And then, you know, me as an American kid, I didn't really take light to that. I just stared at her. I was like. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not your kid. Don't talk to me like that. You know, just my mom was just so embarrassed. Yeah. Because it's just a cultural difference, you know? Yeah. I remember in Korea too, watching this weird site. We went to go watch Matrix, the first one. Uh-huh. Uh, I was 14 at the time or so. Uh-huh. Or or fifth, 13, 15. I don't know. Something like that. I was super young, right? Mm-hmm. 
13 maybe 13 yeah so <laughs> this guy maybe your height mm-hmm. and another korean dude my height mm-hmm. and the small guy started punking the bigger dude oh uh-huh and i couldn't wrap my head around it mm-hmm. i was like what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. and he was just staring at him like walking him down mm-hmm. right and the and the bigger guy was just like kind of cowering mm-hmm. and i didn't realize until later on it was because he was the young Mm-hmm. He's older, mm-hmm. and he's the little Tongzheng. Mm-hmm. So Tongzheng never talks back to older him, mm-hmm. no matter the size difference. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I was looking like you should just beat his ass. So how would you would you react differently now if you went back? No, really. So if old. someone bumped into you, you still look, give them the dirty look? Probably. Really? Yeah. But shouldn't you uh, respect the culture if you're in that culture? I will respect it to a certain extent, but I just don't like people touching me. Like, I mean, he didn't touch you. It was just you guys bumped into each other's shoulder, right? Oh, no. He bumped me pretty fucking hard. I think it's because I was a bigger guy. Uh-huh. So, But it's just like, it's super disrespectful, you know? So he did it on purpose? Oh, for what- sure he did it on purpose. Like, it wasn't like kind and gentle. Like, he kind of just bumped me really hard. But I think for my mom, it's like, don't cause a scene. Yeah. You know, yeah. in America, it's like, the fuck are you doing? Don't fucking touch me. Yeah. Like, you could say that. But over here, I'm also a 14-year-old kid. And even if he did it on purpose, my mom was telling me to let it go. Yeah. I'm an adult now. I'm fucking, you do that to me as an adult. It's different. Really? Yeah. So you would cause a scene in Korea? I wouldn't cause a scene in Korea. <laughs> well, my Korean's a lot better now too. So I would just kind of give him a little talking to. You know, especially if it's not close to my age. Mm. So, but you know, there's all this like, just growth that's happened since I was a kid. And just kind of looking back and just see how where people are and where I'm at now, it's mm-hmm. so fucking crazy because these people were the ones that I thought were going to be, were going to excel. Just don't know where life takes you. I didn't know I was going to be here. <laughs> what do you mean here? Just here. In here. I didn't know I would be with a dude for like seven years. What straight. did you expect? <laughs> I don't, honestly, I thought I would be just like living abroad. I didn't think I would be here in LA. What would you have been doing for a living? Well, in the past, before I got to entertainment, I was doing international business. So I was just like traveling to different countries for different companies. But uh, I, it wasn't the traveling. It was just like the business side of it I didn't really like. But um, I always had this fantasy that I'll be living abroad. So when I was in Taiwan, I thought I was going to be sticking. I'll be, I'll be in Taiwan for longer than anticipated. But I had an accident and I had to come back. But it was for a good reason because I I got to spend my time with my grandma before she passed away. That said, though, if it wasn't for that accident, I was planning to stick around there for longer because I wanted to, like, see what else is out there. Mm. But now my job is mostly here in L.A. prison. Yeah. By the way, if you think that I don't see it the right way, you should take me around to places that you think, oh, you would appreciate. You don't like walking. You could ask Janet about that. That is not true. I do well, like so walking. F- oh, you have literally told me. It's the I don't environment. Like. The environment is great. I took you to a trail and you're like, oh, this is so long. So it's subjective, obviously, because you have standards. I have standards. And my standards, your standards right here. My standards up here. Princess, I'm dude. sorry. Princess. She needs everything. From day so- one, I did tell you I'm a kongju. So... Princess. Thank oh my you. god. You're I, welcome. Is the scenery right? What's the temperature outside? What what are my shoes like? Yeah, exactly. You need to rough it out. I'm from the screech. I don't know how <laughs> we got together. So polar opposite. I'm from the screech. Have homie. you seen my mother? <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're so different. I took her to this part in Sacramento once <laughs> where there's like some of my favorite oh like my Vietnamese gosh. restaurants. She was like, oh my God, you hung out here? <laughs> it was like a dead zone. Like, like someone got murdered there. Probably somebody. It's pretty bad. I'll tell you this though. Now that I'm older, I, I can't hang out there. Good. I, you I get, shouldn't. I get scared. I'm like, oh, oh look at these hooligans. I mean, when you're in high school, when you're a teenage, nothing, you're fearless. Yeah. Like I was fearless to do crazy things. Well, quote unquote crazy. <laughs> but now I'm just like, nope, I like to be in the safe area with safe people and just look around and walk in a very comfortable environment. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed. Well, guys, that wraps up this podcast. Um, Genius Brain every Sundays from here on out, 12 p.m. You can catch Mariel at Mariel underscore underscore song. And Genius Brain every Sundays at 12 p.m. 
I hope you guys had had a lovely last year because this year is going to be fantastic. We're going to be doing dope shit. We're probably going to be reformatting the podcast too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just need some time and I need to get a team together, but it's going to happen. I'll see you all next time. I love you very much. Suck my butt. Bye. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.